0: Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more bold, curious, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a self-care coach and nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a business growth and mindset coach. In this podcast, we are helping women stop people-pleasing and perfectionism, awaken their inner badass, and discover what can happen when we take the lead in our own life. Join us as we explore everything available to us when we brazenly take accountability for our life and well-being. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Brazen Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to you about why you need to start delegating more starting today. But before we jump into that, Val, what have you been loving lately? So I've been really loving
1: solo travel. I haven't done a ton of it, but I did just take a really long road trip by myself. I threw, I think it was 12 or 13 different states. And it was just a reminder of like how valuable just like having alone time and sort of adventure combined. And I hadn't done a lot of solo traveling since I was in my early 20s. And it just was a really great way to kind of understand your comfort zone, um, but push yourself out of it as well and just kind of embrace that adventure and objectivity that you have when you're outside your comfort zone and in kind of a different sort of mode from your typical standard day. And so even if you're taking like a little road trip by yourself or just spend a day like camping by yourself or whatever it is, I think it just reminded me how valuable that experience can be and just having some time by yourself, either to just listen to audiobooks, which I did a lot of the time, but also to do some reflection on where you're at in your life and where you want to be and all of that. So it was a great experience.
0: That's awesome. I know last fall when I took a solo trip to Maine without my husband, without my kids, and I just had like a solid. I think it was like five or six days just totally on my own agenda. Oh my gosh, it was so nice. And it's like, I think so valuable, especially if you're surrounded by people all day or if you're like, you know, a parent to young kids that require a lot of your attention and care like myself, it's so valuable to take that time to be on your own, like to do the reflection and kind of just being with yourself, like you said, but also to kind of just be on your own schedule and your own agenda and be like, what do I want to do today? And you don't have to cater to anybody else. And I think that's just such a essential thing that you need if you're constantly giving of yourself all the time. Absolutely. And it really is just an
1: opportunity to, like you said, be on your own schedule, kind of make your own plan. I kind of had to make a lot of different decisions about travel plans and everything. And it was just kind of
0: a good experience overall. hmm I love that. So let's dive in. So this topic today, why you need to start delegating more There might be some people who are like, oh, no, I'm really good at delegating. That's not an issue for me. But we're going to kind of dig into that a little bit, too, because chances are, even if you are a good delegator, there's more that you could be delegating. And we're going to talk about why it's important that you delegate and don't just try to do everything yourself and you know, we're going to give you some benefits of doing it. Like, what are you going to gain from delegation? So let's get started. Val, what are some of your thoughts on delegation? Like, why people don't delegate or why we might not delegate enough? I think a lot of it comes back
1: to the idea of feeling like it's easier to do stuff yourself, or to it's just much faster if I just do it myself instead of showing someone how to do it. So there's that piece of it. There is a little bit of the micromanagey aspect where you want things done a certain way, particularly if it's your own business. And I think also just there's a little bit of an element of needing control over kind of everything and every situation, which if you run a business or run a team, you know that that's not possible. But there is that thing where you have safety and feeling like if I do everything, then I know it's going to be like done a certain way. And I'm the only one responsible for that. And so I think a lot of times we just like avoid the delegation. But there's also a piece of it where I think sometimes we give ourselves like busy work so that we don't focus on the things that could actually make a difference because you're either scared of success or you have a fear of failure or whatever it is. So you kind of just like focus on busy work as opposed to like these huge kind of steps that could take your business really far.
0: Yeah. Like makes me think of that saying like that you hear sometimes in leadership circles or books or whatever of, Like, is this worth your time or whatever? Because if you're like the leader of a team or the leader of your business or whatever it might be, are you the only one who can be doing what you are doing? And if other people could do it, then that's probably something that you can delegate. But I think a lot of it is, like you said, make sure that it's done the right way, which is obviously your way. (laughs) And, you know, not wanting to kind of relinquish that control because there's a lot of vulnerability in giving somebody else control over a certain project or an aspect of a project And you just have to have a lot of trust and faith in their abilities, which I think a lot of times we say that we trust our team, but do we really, you know, it's kind of that thing, I think a little bit. So let's start talking a little bit about how you can start getting more comfortable with delegating. And then we're going to kind of dive into some of the benefits of delegation, like why you want to do this. So the first tip is to kind of just start small. Like I said, if you like the idea of delegating, but the idea of giving a certain person or like a team control over like something very important, if that like makes you cringe a little bit or you're really not feeling ready to do that just start small like give them control over like a piece of the puzzle and don't micromanage just see what they're going to do with it and i think that is going to both build their confidence in being able to take on these important things and make them feel like a really valuable member of the team And it's also going to build your confidence in them. And so if you start small, you'll be eventually able to kind of build up to the bigger things like handing over full projects to people who you trust. And if you start small, you also are able to see the kind of work that they do and make any you know, corrections or do whatever coaching you need to do before they get their hands on a really big, important project. So start small. That's tip number one.
1: Tip number two is that everything is fixable. For the most part, there are very few instances where you're not able to somehow fix an issue. And just knowing that, that yes, problems are always going to arise in business and that's just the nature of it. But you can go back and fix things if you need to. And I think sometimes we put a little too much value or stress into giving up certain tasks because of that like possibility of a problem, but that possibility is always there anyway. And so like you just need to know that you can go back and fix it and that it's not going to be hopefully the end of your business, if you're starting small. So just knowing you can go back and fix it, I think can make a huge difference.
0: Tip number three is to provide constructive and positive coaching feedback. So this kind of goes into tip one and two a little bit. It's kind of like in the background, but just knowing that you're going to be keeping a close eye on the team and What they're doing with the project without you necessarily intervening, but you should be able to kind of pick up on things that are potential issues down the road. And without fixing it yourself, provide them with the coaching and the feedback that they need to be able to see what you see and anticipate a potential issue down the road and then fix it. That's going to equip them with the tools and like the foresight to be able to take on those bigger projects eventually down the road. So if you're skipping this tip and if you're not providing that coaching or feedback, you're kind of just getting yourself into that never ending loop of You know, feeling like they're not capable of handling this or they can't do it the way that you can, and just like taking it all back, which is not what we're going for because there's no growth in that. Like, you're not going to be able to grow your team, grow new leaders on your team, grow your business, whatever it might be. So, the coaching and the feedback is going to be really critical. And if you want, a little bit more of a deep dive into that topic. If it's a particular issue for you, check out episode 61, which is three types of feedback that you should be giving as a leader. And it's going to kind of dive into the coaching aspect of building a team. Step number four is to do some value-added training. And so
1: this term in my mind means that instead of just showing people the steps you're taking, you're actually showing them how you think so that they can also kind of understand where you're coming from with how you solve problems or how you handle certain situations so that they can start to take that concept and use it for future sort of scenarios. And that can make a huge difference as opposed to just being like, this is how I get from point A to point B. It's like, no, this is how I make decisions to get from point A to point B. And that will have them starting to think just like you in a lot of ways so that you can kind of encourage very similar sort of like consistency throughout the business.
0: Yeah. And I think that just to add on to that, I know when I was a brand new nurse practitioner, I had a doctor that I worked with who was the medical director and He used to do this thing that he called free associating where he would basically just like start talking about a topic and go down this total rabbit hole of like, you know, just going deeper and deeper. And a lot of times it might've been way over my head, the stuff he was talking about, but he always would like apologize when he would catch himself, be like, oh, I'm free associating again. (laughs) Sorry. But I loved it because I think it really influenced how I learned to think critically in my nurse practitioner practice, because I was able to kind of see all of the connections that he was making, you know, that probably it would have taken like decades for me to learn on my own to think that way. But it really helped bring me up to speed so much faster and think in a certain way that really elevated my performance and it elevated my skills early on in my career. So by you doing that with your team, you're able to kind of bring them up to speed so much faster than if you kind of just like gave them the steps and the tasks and let them figure it out totally on their own. Which I think is like such a benefit of, you know, working closely with your team and being able to just like have those dialogues because it's almost like so much seeps out in conversation and it's like absorbed by osmosis and they just start to think the way that you think and anticipate issues that you would anticipate and that kind of a thing. So I love that tip. Yeah. (laughs) And then the final tip is don't say it's easier to just do it myself. I know that I fall into this trap a lot and it is honestly, probably much easier for you to do it yourself, (laughs) but it's not building the skills and confidence in your employees or your teammates. It's not building your confidence in them. And it's kind of just keeping everybody where they're at, as opposed to growing things. So, you know, while it might be easier to do it yourself, it's actually a short sighted view. What you want to do is be like, well, it might be easier to do it myself, but I'm going to take the time and the effort to like be like, okay, let's review this and have that long conversation about like what their thought process was and what your thought process is and discuss it back and forth. And then in the future, in the long run, it's easier for them to do it because they're able to take all of that knowledge that you like downloaded into them during that conversation and take it into the next project. And you're not going to have to do that again. And they'll be able to just like take the ball and run with it. And it frees you up to do so many other things that are kind of like more stuff that only you can do.
1: Yeah. I was going to say that whenever I coach leaders, I always call bullshit on the, it's easier if I do it myself because it might be that one time easier, but like in the long run, that means you're doing it a hundred times when Mm -hmm. you could have just shown someone how to do it and they do it a hundred times so that you can move on. And so, yeah, I do call BS on (laughs) the principle (laughs) in general, although I have also said that myself, but yeah, I think 100% 100% what you've said like take the time it's a little bit of extra preloaded work in the beginning to show them but once you've done that you have freed yourself up so
0: yeah and honestly you know i've said that plenty of times myself and then had to be like but it's not being a good leader to just do it by myself all the time mm-hmm. but honestly it's something that i've found that i have to coach other members of the Mm -hmm. team on rather than like me saying it's easier to do it myself. I find that other people on the team are saying it's easier if I just do it myself and kind of like taking that task back from another teammate. And so I've had to be like, well, actually that's not teaching them the right way to do it. And it's putting more work on your plate that you're never going to get rid of. So it's actually easier to take the time to teach them the right way and have that, you know, maybe a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. So just be prepared for that too. It's like, you know, you need to know how to coach your teammates in getting out of that mindset and taking a more like long view of the situation. Yeah. So we kind of, talked a lot about some tips on how to start delegating. And now we're just going to really quickly kind of highlight three big benefits that can come from being a better delegator. So number one is we've already kind of alluded to this a lot in our tips, but it can lead to a lot of growth. So whether it's growth of your business, growth of your team, growth of, you know, the corporation or company or business that you work for, it just leads to a lot of growth because you're able to focus more on the things that only you can do. And that in and of itself sort of lends to more opportunities. You know, you're able to kind of do deep dives into more specific topics that you would need to look at and maybe you wouldn't have had the time or the capacity to before and you know as like say a business owner it gives you a lot more time to focus on working on your business as opposed to working in your business and that's where the growth happens new ideas And where you can network with other people and build the opportunities. So that's one of the big benefits. I think number two, also, if you're an entrepreneur,
1: is just freedom from your business. You can't ever take time off or kind of create your ideal life if your business cannot function without you. So you need to be able to learn how to pass on some of the day to day tasks to your teammates and you know employees so that you can have that freedom from your business. And even as a leader, you don't want the business to be 100% reliant on you being able to manage the day-to-day activities.
0: Yeah. And number three delegating to your team or your employees allows them to stay invested and to grow and you know that's also a really good way to grow your business or your team because you want those more senior employees who know more of the ins and outs of things to kind of help bring up the newbies And the only way that can happen is if you are delegating tasks, giving responsibility for different aspects of a project to teammates so that they can kind of learn and feel like they're contributing in a really positive way to the business. So I always tell new managers
1: that or new leaders that your new job is now to create the next level of leaders. So you really are trying to create almost your replacement so that you can continue to move up the ladder or grow in your position. And so, you know, delegation is kind of that first step in like releasing some of your day-to-day activities and convincing them to, or helping motivate
0: them to become a leader in their own right. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we've kind of talked about this early on. One of the big reasons that people don't delegate is because they feel like they're going to be replaceable then if other people can do what they do. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember who said this quote or where it came from. I apologize. If anybody does know, please let us know so we can give credit. But I heard this thing once where it's like, you know, if you're making yourself indispensable, you're also making yourself unpromotable. So, you know, if there's no one else who can do your job, then they're obviously not going to want to promote you out of that position. So that's another incentive to try to, you know, delegate and build leadership sort of in your like downline a little bit. So that wraps up this episode of the Brazen Podcast. And if you are interested in building these types of skills where you're learning how to be more comfortable delegating, you know, and just kind of growing in your leadership skills, we have some really affordable resources and coaching options on our Patreon. So check that out. And we also have a 90-minute new manager training, which is kind of an intensive, focused coaching session with Valerie. And she's going to really help you figure out a plan to build on the skills that you need to focus on in order to become a really effective leader for your team. So check those out. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, keeping brazen. We'll see you next week. Thank you so
1: much for listening to this episode of The Brazen Podcast. We'd love to hear more about your parenthood or child-free journey, so please feel free to email us at hello at brazenwomen.com. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and share the episode so we can get the word out there. We'll be back here next Tuesday, but in the meantime, keep being brazen.